Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Volk, your host on Divine Love Radio WDLR, the Internet's hallmark worldwide Divine Love Radio station where the sole purpose is to awaken souls to the truth of God's divine love message. Special guest on this program is Bill Fraze. He has been with us before. He now is in not western Pennsylvania, his home state, but out in Gibsons, Canada, British Columbia, Canada, on the west coast. We have with us also Al Fike, medium, and his lovely wife, Jean. Also, no strangers to WDLR radio. Now, these three have been bantering about. It's hard to explain, but I could hardly get a silent moment to start this radio program because they're still filled from this morning's breakfast of Al Fike's delicious blueberry pancake using maple syrup. And Bill is still wiping his lips with a napkin. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm on radio. How can I be talking like this? I'm a professional radio pronouncer. <laughs> and we were bannering, and we were not recording at the time, and now we are recording. So, Bill Fraze, thank you for joining with us tonight. We have uh, a lot of communication I'd like to be brought up to date with since we spoke to you last. Good evening. Yeah, thanks, Brooke. So, um, yeah, you were asking about, uh, about my journey and kind of updates and things. Is that right? Yes, on the divine love. Uh, people have heard in earlier broadcasts some of your background, but let's refresh them and bring them up to date. And why are you in Gibsons, Canada? Okay. So, yeah, so I'll look to combine both of those stories together. So, um, for those who didn't hear the earlier broadcast, about 20 years ago, um, when I was in graduate school at Penn State, I was uh, experiencing some, I'll call them inner challenges. Uh, that were troubling me, and uh, I was looking for help, and uh, I believe I was inspired by Spirit uh, with the question, well, is there information that Jesus communicated that isn't found in the Bible? And so I did a, an internet search using Netscape. There was no Google back then, and I, I found some messages, uh, some messages by uh, James Edward Paget. On, uh, on at least one website, possibly more than that, I, I can't quite remember. And, you know, these messages, as I read them, they, they had this sense of truth, and, and they gave me hope uh, that, that I could experience uh, the kind of spiritual and emotional healing that I really needed at that time. And so I, I practiced what they, say, what they said to do, to pray for God's love. Uh, in, in sincerity and, and true longing, and, and I, I experienced healing. Uh, from doing that over over a period of weeks and months, uh, and and I've over the years I've I've I, I'm not going to say I've been constantly praying or anything like that. It's uh, a lot of times when when we experience those things, uh, we experience a healing and we're like, oh, okay, life's good now, you know. Uh, but one one of the key events uh, that happened was uh, there was a divine love retreat in Washington D.C. celebrating the hundredth anniversary of. James Paget's first message from Jesus. So uh, I was so excited to go there. And uh, I was excited when I met Alan Jean, actually. And uh, after that retreat, I, I had been longing uh, to come and visit them here in their home in Gibson's, British Columbia. And so 
this actually me being here now, uh, maybe it sounds corny or hokey, but I, you know, this has been a dream of mine to actually come and, and physically be in their presence again here in their home. Uh, and so that, that's what's brought me here now. But I understand <laughs> um, you have been domesticated. Uh, is this an hourly rate that you charge and all travel and expenses and everything? No, no, I, I, I paid my own way, um, but they do feed me, and I'm very grateful. The food has been spectacular here. We also provide prayer services, so. Yeah. And prayer you. services, I've, uh, I have been enjoying immensely these past few days. The celestial messages that Medium Al Fike has channeled for Bill and all, and it is something I'd like Bill uh, to explain now, just how do you feel that you know that celestials know your name? <laughs> so that's an interesting question. I mean, you know, over the course of my journey, for a long time, I I wasn't able to sense the presence of angels or anything like that. I, I had no idea that they were around me. I would pray and, and I would experience a, a sense of, of God's love in my soul. Actually, the retreat in 2014, uh, I started being able to, to have a sense that, uh, that, that angels were around me. Um, and so, you know, when, when we're praying in a circle, I mean, the, the love is so strong that there's, the way I'd say it is, and I've never thought about this, it's, it's a really interesting question. There's no doubt, you know, there's no doubt that, that we are surrounded by God's love, that it's available to us all. And, and it, what comes along with that are, is the love and support uh, and help of celestial angels, the highest angels in the heavens uh, to help us on our, on our journey. And, and they're ready and willing to do it in incredible humility and generosity that I, I cannot wrap my mind around. I, it's probably impossible to do so. Thank you for trying to answer that question. I do sense that it is overwhelming and that there's only uh, tomorrow to look forward to and the next day and the next. We know that you have two special people beside you, either side, in their living room, heard briefly from Al. This question is for Jean. You handle, I would say, the marketing aspect of... Uh, a group of people that is so diversified and worldwide. How do you keep it all together? At least I never I thought of myself like that. Managing the marketing aspect, it's a challenge because we are challenged on a daily basis to try to live the love and be in the flow of God's will and God's love, and to be in our souls more than our minds, and pray, keep praying for divine love. And um, so these daily challenges to be in prayer as much as we can requires more humility and discipline and, I don't know, skills than... Um, I think we can achieve in our in our lifetimes. So uh, we're really blessed that God has put before us 
so many incredible people on our path. And we've met like 99% of them online and they're volunteering. They have told us that they get so much out of listening to the messages and transcribing them and helping us prepare them for the website that their souls are stirred and they're really passionate about helping us. So there's a team of transcribers that stretches from Hawaii across Canada and continental U.S., Michigan and Indiana and um, over to Europe and all the way to Reunion Island. And all of these people just take a, an active part in, um, in praying with us simultaneously and responding. And it's like God and the angels are handling the marketing um, and bringing in volunteers. It's, it's, uh, it's just such a gift to be part of it. Well, when you handle the volume of messages that you do, you have your telephone, a cell phone, that's doing a lot of this work for you. Is that correct? Yes, I have my little iPhone, and I'm not technically savvy. I wasn't wired that way at all. I've given many wonderful people around us many gray hairs um, trying to use my phone. And I just press the button that says record. <laughs> it works. And the hardest part for me is because during the prayer, when we go to altered states of consciousness and into our meditation with God, this state of holy communion, um, I don't want to come back. So when the message is over, sometimes it's really hard to come back and find that button you know, on my yes. phone. <laughs> and then I get all confused and mixed up when I'm sending it out to all our wonderful team of transcribers around the world. WDLR Radio is about divine love. And if there are people just clicking on a random program and you've landed here, chances are it has been inspired in some way, uh, soul searching, if you are kind of curious as to what happens after your last breath. And if you're curious about what Jesus taught many years ago, two millennia, and of this unsettling in your soul, in your mind, that what you are getting in mainstream uh, religion through your Bibles may have more questions than answers for you, that's why you've been attracted, law of attraction to this program. And we do feature special guests who have been in divine love for a few months to a year, and to like Al and Jean of 40 plus years, 20 years for Bill Fraze, we're interviewing now. Going back to Bill, I know I'm getting some feedback from your speakers, or we're getting a uh, you can't hear it on your end, but I'm getting a squeaky in my ears from somewhere. Well, we had a gull go past just seagull? now. I heard a seagull. There was a seagull that was yeah. past. I, I don't know if that's that. it. <laughs> it's, it's only when I talk. 
And now it's gone. Wow, isn't that amazing? We Thank prayed you. for healing. Thank <laughs> you. I do appreciate that. Now, we're going back to Bill with another question. Listening to these messages, you're a writer. You have changed venue since our last program of the type of writing you've been doing. The theme, let's say. Bring us up to date and why the switch. Oh, well, thanks for paying attention, Brooke. I, um, yeah, so what I started off originally doing with my blog, which is Wake Up Call for the Soul, was uh, what were basically, for the most part, original stories uh, that were meant to reflect uh, things that I've discovered on my path in, in seeking God's love and, and the transformation that, that God's been working within my soul. Uh, and lately, I don't know exactly what happened or why, but I've, yeah, I have shifted. I haven't really thought about it much, but I have shifted to taking uh, Bible stories and parables and telling them or adding, adding certain uh, twists to them or changing characters or things like that. And honestly, I don't know why I've made that switch. <laughs> I, uh, but it's, it just, it feels right to do at this point uh, for, for me, because as, as I've been digging into to, uh, Jesus's original parables as they're in the Bible and, and you know, by adding some of my own uh, flavors and, and twists and turns to them, uh, it, it allows me to explore some of the possibilities in, in those stories that are in the Bible and, in ways that I think a lot of times people don't think about. A lot of Jesus's parables, like uh, people feel like, oh, I've heard that story before. So part of the fun for me is, is taking a story that's familiar to people and doing something with it to where they might be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And even if they read the original parable from Jesus, which is what I'm hoping that they'll do, that they might be like, oh, oh, he could have actually meant something like this, you know, and, and of course my passion is, is God's divine love and, and that Jesus's teachings many times in the Bible are about God's love. And so that's part of what I'm trying to emphasize as well, because a lot of times the context that they're put in the Bible does not make it clear that he is talking about the transformation that God's love works in the human soul. What a gift. And it is a gift though not recognized at first. Your explanation is it's a, kind of mysterious to you, why did you make the switch? But it is a positive switch and it utilizes an increase in a gift that you did not know you had uh, four months ago or five when we did our original program. So who knows what happened? I think I see a halo coming around. No, no, that's the, the lights above your head. <laughs> okay. <so> with, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> I said, I'm a professional radio pronouncer. Wait, let's, now let's go to your right, Bill, and let's talk to Al. Now, in Amish country, which I am in, they have various horses. Some are meant to pull a buggy on the highway, and others are big and brawny, and they're meant to really be the workhorses of the farm and pull that hay wagon, and yes, the manure spreaders too, and the various heavy-duty work. But now, in referring to you, I didn't mean to, to use that analogy so straightforward, but you're the workhorse here. <laughs> uh, uh, and I have spread a fair amount of manure in my day. <laughs> By a workhorse, I mean as a divine love, a medium. Now, this is a responsibility 
and it's uh, two shoulders that you have like anybody else, and you have to carry a different weight. And I've known you for well over a year, and I can see that you carry it very well. And your demeanor seems uh, like there's something that grew inside of you over 40 years, but especially over this past year. And I get this information from Jean and others that you were what they call an introvert at one time. Is that true? You could not. And now, I just, uh, does your voice ever give out? You have been doing a lot of channeling in the past uh, month. How many messages well, a day, for example? Well, I, I think it gets quiet at times. Um, and people will at times complain that they can't hear what's being said. We were at a, a spiritualist church uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, I had to give a talk there and, and Jean and, and uh, then after talk, uh, we, we uh, sat down and, and did a prayer and, you know, there's often a message that comes through and one did. And it's rather quiet. So I think the, the angels are quite considerate where they don't uh, want to strain my vocal cords too much. And uh, the, uh, it also kind of indicates the amount of energy or what uh, is going on in terms of the spiritual energy in the room. If uh, somebody powerful like Jesus comes through, the voice tends to reflect that. If there's a declarative message that comes through, I was just reading one from Isaiah, Isaiah today that uh, is is quite powerful and i remember when it came through it was almost shouted out mm -hmm. and uh, there was no guessing as to the authority and the power of what isaiah was saying and uh, in terms of is it stressful or uh, stressing my vocal cords or my demeanor no i don't think so I think that the power of divine love and the power of the angels uh, give me the strength, the capacity to do this. I'm always surprised. You know, I, I will sit in a circle and I will wonder, well, they've said a lot. I mean, how much more do they have to say? <laughs> uh, and uh, there's always something that comes through, something relevant and something that's uh, inspiring and maybe something that's, giving a teaching or admonishing us. Uh, or, yeah. We got admonished this morning, didn't we? Yeah, so, we, yes, did. we did. We yeah. did. Um, All three of us. <laughs> so because, uh, you know, the angels say they don't eavesdrop on us, but, uh, they do hear our conversations. <laughs> we have no secrets. <laughs> so we were, uh, being bad boys and girls and, uh, talking a little out of turn, I think, or out of class or whatever you call it. And so he was talking about how we should not be judgmental and, and loving and, and you know, look, look at yourself in terms of your own uh, shortcomings and, you know, are they any different from anybody else's? So we weren't talking about you, Brooks. So <laughs> well, I did find it interesting. I find a lot of things interesting in the divine love community, just amazing, totally amazing. 
But I will say that in the message that came through and intended for Bill, uh, a gentleman that was living about 200 years or plus ago, and he was a reformer in the traditional sense of religion. And yes, he realized some of his errored ways, of course, and he would like to make it uh, uh, turned right side up now. And we all know that it is a process and we each have a part in it in our own little mild-mannered ways. Now, Bill, you were reading and you have a Methodist background and John Wesley kind of struck a chord with you and you wanted to know more about him. Now, he has come close to you from what I understand. Wherever you go, he kind of is there for you. And thanks to Al and channeling a message from John Wesley and directing it toward you, I still have to go back to say what is going on in your mind when you realize this important message that he was giving you. Yeah, that was, um, that was really humbling. I've been reading, uh, I felt led to read a biography uh, that was recommended to me uh, regarding John Wesley. And, and I've been reading that biography and, and really surprised and, and impressed with what I've been learning there. And, uh, and, and I felt led to do so. And uh, I was really excited uh, when, when he came through uh, with his message. And, and what I, I was struck by a lot of things. I need to actually, because I've only listened to the message once, I need to re-listen to it and, and everything to get more out of it. But the, the thing that just really struck home for me was that John Wesley in his lifetime was working on a reformation. Uh, he, was, he was trying to make positive changes within the Church of England. You know, and what I heard in that message, at least the first time through, was, was him saying that, you know, the, the United Methodist Church, he, he didn't feel that it had changed a lot since, since his days about 200 years ago, and that he felt that it, it was in need of reformation now. Uh, and I don't think that there's, there's probably not a lot of people who, uh, who would disagree with him right now who, who are members of, of the United Methodist Church. Uh, there's there's a lot of challenges now and everything, and that it, it was just the irony that that the reformer has created an organization that is now in need of of reformation of change again was really uh, really powerful for me, and uh, yeah, I was just I was really humbled uh, by by his message and, and his his coming through that way, and uh, and I just I wanted to say something else too. I mean, John James Paget was he was a Methodist before there was a United Methodist Church. He, he was a Methodist. Uh, he was a Sunday school teacher. Um, and he, uh, he received quite a few messages from John Wesley, that, and many of those messages are published uh, in the volumes uh, that, are, that are out there. And uh, also, he, he, uh, he apparently received some messages from Charles Wesley. I think most of those are currently unpublished. So, you know, the founder of Methodism spoke to him, too, you know, and, and, which I found really interesting. Now, uh, Charles was uh, John's brother, is that correct? Yeah, Charles Wesley is John Wesley's brother. He wrote a lot of the hymns that, are, that, are, uh, that form the hymnal of the United Methodist Church at this time. You're listening to WDLR Radio. And to get the gist of the messages, we have some websites, addresses we're going to give you so that you can kind of go and search on your own. And this is 
divinelovesanctuary.com and new-birth.net, two websites that are extensive in what they will present to you, and there are many messages there, and I wish you would do that on your own. We're not here to sell you anything. We don't ask for donations, but if you have the curiosity of listening to this program and our special guests, and you want to check things out, go to one of them websites and follow your soul's urgings. All right, back to our guests. Let's go back to Gene. When you record, Gene, you have the button on your cell phone handy. Yes, I and that do. Means you are close to Al. Generally, I'm on his right hand side, his dutiful, obedient wife. Yes. Now, you have listened to hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of channeling. Yes. <laughs> You're like kids in the schoolyard. <laughs> Now listen here, recess is over. <laughs> I'm taking you very seriously, brother. Yes. <laughs> sure you are. No, they are. They're just when you get three grown-ups sitting shoulder to shoulder uh, in an interview, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, poking each other. Now where were we, Gene? On this phone that is a button that you push, you have listened to hundreds upon hundreds of channeled messages. And every once in a while, I catch a gasp and a, <gasps> and that's yes. you. And very emotional. Mm -hmm. They always, don't always say who they are at the beginning and maybe drawing at the, at the end. Is that uh, somehow, do you know who it is even though they haven't announced it? Well, actually they have announced it, but I don't have the technical savvy to catch, turn that button on before they begin to speak. So um, often we just miss um, the, on the recording when they give their name, but the group sitting together has heard it. And then they always uh, say their name again at the end. But Brooke, listening to those messages is my greatest joy. I am there contained on my phone, and I just listen to them all the time, in the car, before I go to bed, before I pray throughout the day when I'm working in the kitchen. Um, my buddy Maureen Cardoso in Abbotsford, she's channeling beautiful divine love messages too from our celestial guides. And the two of us, we just, listen to them and talk about them and try to apply them and, you know, keep sort of going deeper and deeper into them because as Bill was just saying, you've got to listen again and again. And every time you listen to one, it's just like, you know, the layers of an onion unraveling deeper and deeper. And to me, I know I'm a little bit, uh, Prejudiced, I guess, but these messages just take me into my soul, and that's where I want to be, and they just are so inspiring. Um, they really help me to pray and long 
and feel the presence of the angels around. So I could be listening to them in the bedroom before I go to sleep, and in will come Al. He hears his own voice, and he goes, turn that off. I don't want to listen to my own voice. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a phenomenon in itself. We don't like to look at our own pictures or something. Yeah. And we don't like to hear ourselves on the radio. And we don't like to see our faces on TV. But I called you personalities and celebrities of divine love community now for almost a year. And though you are humble, humble personalities, of which you all are, uh, they, there will become a time when you'll be called upon to even expand and we have already, through this beautiful technology of the internet, expanded in far places and reaching into other areas called circle of light. And I think it, Al used the, uh, the, the, the phrase prayer practice in an email to somebody, and I like that. Yes, when you are talking to a divine love follower, they're not trying to lead you. They're casually mentioning what happened to them. And if you listen to their story and are curious, it's a prayer practice. We call it Circle of Light. And there have been a number of them, but we have one on the internet uh, for those divine love followers who don't get a chance to go down the neighborhood and meet two or three others because of uh, widely scattered and long distances. But Bill phrase of Monroeville and our guest this evening has started at a circle of light in his very own church in Monroeville. Tell us a little bit how that is going, Bill. Yeah, thanks, Brooke. Um, yeah, so in March of this year, uh, uh, a whole bunch of wonderful circumstances uh, came together. I believe it was angelically guided uh, over a period of at least months, possibly years, and, uh, and I was able to start uh, a circle of light at the Monroeville United Methodist Church uh, that I attend on a regular basis. And so we have a small group of people that come together uh, to pray in silence. So I'll open it with, with a brief prayer. Uh, we pray in silence for usually something in the range of 35 to 45 minutes. I'll close with another uh, brief prayer. A lot of times I should say, when, before we start, people go around and share prayer concerns that they have for themselves, for family members, for members of the church, or situations in the community or around the world. So we incorporate those, uh, those, those things into our prayers as well. And then afterwards, a lot of times we'll chat, you know, about, about what's going on with folks. And, and you know, in that group, we've, we've had healings uh, over the course of, of the prayer circle. People, uh, people have had experiences, uh, they've felt touched or moved uh, by, by what's happening in that circle. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm feeling angelic presences, you know, in the room as we're praying as well. So it's, it's been really powerful. Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm thrilled uh, that, that we've got some folks that are regular attenders and we'll have different people pop in and out at different times, but uh, it's, it's a real blessing. Uh, to be able to do that. And we, we do that on a weekly basis. It's Wednesdays uh, from 6, 6 to 7 p.m. every Wednesday at Monroeville United Methodist uh, Church in the parlor. And uh, we, we take the lights down real low and, uh, and pray together and commune. And, and it's, it's, it's a nice community. It's a nice group of people uh, that, that I get to share, share this blessing of God's love with and, and that we share with each other. So uh, thank yeah, you for asking. 
So that is a prayer practice because many people are not familiar with the type of prayer that comes earnestly. And when you join in with others, this is something that just was in one of the channeled messages in this past few days. When you are of one or a couple and you are in a circle of light, all benefit around the world in circle of light, or if they are praying at a time that we are joining or trying to, or we still benefit, even if we don't actually set in on it, but because we're part of it. Now, uh, the John Wesley, you said you didn't have a chance to listen to it uh, only but one time. The, the transcript, it's an unedited transcript that I've seen and for me personally, when I read what Al has channeled, wow, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? You're going to find a lot of how did I miss that when you read that transcript. And we are blessed to have unique individuals with gifts who can get these transcripts turned around. What might have taken days are pretty much uh, within the one day at this time that they're available. So this is something that wasn't available just a short time ago. Let's go over to Al. In all the channeling, Al, you have had the opportunity uh, a dozen, two dozen, and then you get surprises now and then that are not a regular, let's say. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, you mean you want me to talk about who is coming through? Well, no, let's say you're expecting this Celestial Augustine and up pops someone that was well-known in history that you were totally not expecting. You just keep the same level tone and go on, but are you also inside saying, wow? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's an interesting process because you know, as a medium, you, you get a sense of who is with you before a message is given. And sometimes you're not quite sure, well, who is this? And then at times I might play a guessing game. Is this so-and-so or is this so-and-so? And, -so? and um, what happened to me the other day was Matthew came through and he, I always see him in a kind of a a Greek robe, you know, some of you'd imagine Jesus would wear, you know, this kind of flowing robe with the heavy uh, cuffs or, you know, uh, areas over the arms and whatnot. And I thought, well, is this Jesus? And, but I looked at the robe and I thought, no, that robe is, is thicker than what Jesus wears. <laughs> I don't know how I can explain that, but that's how I know. So I get these little signals as to who is there. Okay. And sometimes uh, I have no idea, but they will give their name before they come through. Yes. So they'll introduce themselves to me. So we had a, a lovely surprise yesterday uh, while we were praying, and Jocelyn Harlson came through. Uh, who uh, used to run the FCNB church until her health wouldn't allow it anymore, and, and Elizabeth Morana took over. 
and she's in spirit now. So she came through and gave a lovely message to Bill. And I'd never met her before. I mean, I knew of her, but I'd, I'd never had her come through. So that was a bit of a surprise. Yes. And uh, you know, Bill was actually cheering up because he loved uh, loved her so much. And I'm starting to tear up and Gene's starting to tear up. <laughs> yes. Well, I heard that. Uh, I heard that channeled message. And Gene, wow. I don't know if she had a dress or a pair of slacks on, but I think she jumped out of them when uh, she realized it was Jocelyn. Yeah, there, there are often surprises and interesting spirits that come through, uh, spirits I don't know at all. Uh, sometimes, you know, and they, they'll explain. I think a little while ago we had a woman who said that she had been uh, killed in the Colosseum. She was one of the original followers of Jesus and was crucified in the Colosseum for it. And she was a guide to a, a friend who had come to pray with us. You know, we often get people who come from the big city over to here and, and participate in a prayer or maybe a day together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great blessing for that individual to actually meet a guide because many, you know, who are doing this don't, they know there's, a loving spirit with them, but they don't know the name, they don't see them, they don't uh, have any features that are recognizable that will assure them who is with them. So when a guide will come through and give them that assurance, that's often a, a happy moment for them. And it's a satisfying moment for me because then I have had the opportunity to, to bring something uh, unique to that individual. Also, uh, when you uh, channel the messages, Jean is at your right-hand side, and we know that she does the recording part of it. Yeah. Um, now, wherever you are and whatever your background noise comes through as well, but you play one tune, and it's a mellow kind of meditative tune. What is the name of that? That's Nadama's Healing Touch, and Nadama lives on the island of Maui in Hawaii, and um, we have his permission. He gives us a 10% discount, and so many people around the world are playing that Healing Touch because we're like Pavlov's dogs, you know, as soon as the first few bars come on, yes. we just go into this beautiful state of bliss, and um, it's on our website, too. Thank you for bringing that up. He's, he's just uh, a great supporter. Well, and it's also lovely that the, the uh, sort of technology that we have now, it doesn't wear out, you know? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, you had to put an old term <laughs> play at least once a day. <laughs> It's totally amazing. Years, so. uh, I yeah. think uh, we are we are all senior citizens except for Bill. Yes, yes that's correct. <laughs> well, Al and I are busily trying to pass the torch, and it seems like everybody around us these days is getting younger and younger and younger, and it's really, really exciting. Um, 
And we had to start with uh, basics like how to do dishes. No. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> He's so young, we didn't realize this. Uh, you started him out on paper dishes, and then, then yeah, we got it. Yeah, we worked, out. We worked our way up. Oh, right. come on, guys. Let's raise the bar. <laughs> okay, we're back to divine love, and you're listening to WDLR Radio. And that stands for Worldwide Divine Love Radio, <clears throat> meaning worldwide with the technology, of course. We're coming to the point in the program where we'll get some final comments from our guests. And who would like to start out first with something that you wanted to mention on this program and you I forgot? Would. Okay, Jim. I would, because my heart is just so full having Bill here, these past five days, it's gone so quickly. It's been a spiritual feast. It's been a feast on every level. We've been praying and praying and having the most incredible discussions. And um, we can't wait to come back to Pennsylvania, not only for the Myersdale retreat, which Al is eager to talk about, but an hour away in Monroeville, we're going to be visiting Bill's Wednesday night circle. And then at his church, he's organized a two-day workshop on the Friday and the Saturday. So to come back to Pennsylvania and be with you, you guys in Pennsylvania, People are popping up all over the place. I think the Myersdale retreat is, the hotel's almost full, and there's people staying at other hotels and living close by. So, I don't know, it's just been great, Bill, and I can't thank you enough for your visit. Yeah, thank you. Um, hey, Brooke, I'm gonna just, I'll, I'll just go down the line here. I. You know, I'm really grateful to to have been here with with Alan Jean. Um, it's it's like I don't. I'm not saying I had expectations. It has far, but if I had any, it's far exceeded them. Um, just the the time spent together, the the heartfelt prayer, and uh, and one of the things I wanted to mention before I pass it to Al is just that um, I've been really. Uh, I'll say heartened by what I've seen in British Columbia here with. Uh, at the Spiritualist Church and, and people who have joined, like we, we had someone on Monday night who was new to the circle and uh, the circle here in, in British Columbia and Gibsons and, and um, seeing the, the hunger and longing of people um, in their souls, they're struggling in their minds, but, but to see them seeking healing and, and wanting this deep spiritual connection and, and, and the transformation in their lives and, and seeing people of different ages and, and different circumstances coming to this has just been, that's one of the, been the most inspiring parts to me has been seeing people, uh, new people who are, who are seeking this out. You know, it, it's just, it's really exciting to me to see that. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it there and hand it off to Al here. Well, I think that's a good segue, Bill, to talking about how to create a circle of light where you live. And our uh, criteria has never been very strict. 
we invite everybody, we invite anybody who wishes to come and experience this uh, prayerful practice of receiving divine love. And they do come from all walks of life and all different beliefs and different uh, experiences in life and whatnot. But we found that each one of those individuals has a real hunger in their soul for love. And our mission uh, to be the host of such a circle is merely to explain the simple practice and to be together in prayer and to prepare a room, a circle, so that the angels can come and be with us and that God's love pours down into that space and everyone, there aren't very many who come here and do not experience it. There are some who come with different expectations and they don't find them met in this kind of circle. But those people who are heartfelt will respond and have a blessing in those circumstances. So I would urge anybody who's listening and who does have a grounding in divine love to give it a go, give it a try, uh, bring some people together, do this together. Because these little lights that are forming all over the world are going to grow and spread and join together. And I think in some time in the future will change the conditions of this world. And so it is, it is important that we consider this option to be brave enough to declare yourself as uh, one who truly knows about God's love and to want to share it. Because if, if we can do that with others in a simple way without prejudging or having criteria that would be difficult for others to uh, follow and not worry about what they're thinking and what uh, their belief system is, but rather to be motivated to be a channel of love to encourage uh, others who are with you in a, in a circle of light to have an opportunity for their souls to be nurtured. That's the important thing. So I feel very privileged and very blessed that we have these opportunities to gather people together and to have the situation in our home to be able to do that and whatnot. It's a gift. It's a great blessing. And we're, I think Gene and I are blessed the most by this. And it's, it's just beautiful. The Celestials knew what they were doing when they picked you two and out of a, a Gibson's, a special special paradise of Canada, who would know what uh, began as a mustard seed. And it may be only an apple seed right now, but it is growing. The circle of light, uh, the uh, world is so small now that they have photos online of the earth showing a nighttime and all the major lit up cities 
uh, it's amazing to look at that and say, oh, yeah, there's New York down there. That must be Miami over there, L.A. Oh, bright spot there. That must be Las Vegas. Well, that's the kind of lights that the celestials and the spirit see when they see a circle of light and divine love followers. That's a vision I have in my mind and showing how these little pinnacles of light are shooting out into space and the angels come in with their special GPS guidance systems and know who and where. It's just totally amazing, but we're talking about something that was uh, uh, science fiction years ago, and now we're actually talking to those celestials uh, who know those people who were mortal, humans, now a spirit, and they're not done. They'd still like to razzle and dazzle us and get our attention and vice versa. They say it's easier to listen to us to convince loved ones who've passed on that uh, divine love has, has, has something for you to seek it from, from God. And yet, if we pass this earth plane without knowing about divine love, it's a little more difficult when we get into the other side because we're still our same opinion still. So this program is a curiosity program to have you seek uh, further guidance. Al and Jean Fike's website, divinelovesanctuary.com. Bill, give us quick your, your URL. Yeah, so uh, mine is uh, wakeupcallforthesoul.com. That's my blog with all my short stories. Very good. And the other website we mentioned earlier newbirth.net and that's a hyphenated word new hyphen birth.net uh, Jeff put Kepler, in a plug put in a, put in a plug a future program a DLR will be coming to you from Sydney Australia it will be myself Jimbo Walsh and Jeff Cutler wow in conversation with Brooke Folk yeah, and I'll be halfway around the world, and uh, it'll be some, they'll probably get me up some hour that, uh, to do <laughs> yeah, the we'll, we'll try and make three it. against one. <laughs> I would be happy to, yeah. of course, do that interview, and that is coming up real soon. In just another nine days or so, you're taking off for Australia. Yeah, less than a week, and I'll be going next Monday. Bill, safe journey back to Pennsylvania. If you are listening in and you hear the chimes, that's 8 p.m. here Eastern Time. And that makes it 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock now in Gibson's. It's supper time. Are you going to treat Bill to uh, pancakes again? No, not for dinner. We're making curried chicken. I'm making it. Very good. It's been a pleasure. Jean, thank you for being part of the program. Thank you, Brooke. Love you. Love you. Love you all. And we love you, the listeners of WDLR Radio. And we do have love-lit souls for you. And do join us again on our next interview program. You'll be glad that you did. Listen in. This has been Brooke Folk, your host on WDLR.